Welcome in to the In the Money podcast for Friday, October 21st. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. Taking a look at the late pick four on the Friday card. No stakes, so we'll just take them in order starting in race seven. Uh, we will note that the Keeneland turf pick three is back on Friday, and it starts in race five. So $3 bet to pick the winner of uh, three successive turf races starts in race five. But Jim will go to race seven and begin to pick four with two-year-old maidens, six-and-a-half furlongs, and who do you like? Yeah, one of my favorite kind of races to handicap, two-year-old maidens. <laughs> so, but Ben did us a favor. This is the start of the pick four, and so you'll be able to take a look at the tote board to see which one of these firsters gets all the steam. Because there's at least three firsters I'm going to use in here, uh, led by <coughs> excuse me, Brad Cox's horse, Victory Formation. Uh, picks up Luis Saez. Doesn't, doesn't ride a whole lot for Brad, but he's 31% riding for Brad. Um, strong finisher on young horses, and this horse, just like all of other Brad's horses, has had a good string of works uh, at Ellis Park. Uh, did not get into the races down there, but came back here and had a couple of good works over the Keeneland track. So victory formation is my top pick in here. Going to use communication memo from Steve Asmussen. Jockey change here. Uh, Big Shamino d- didn't take this mount. Santana does. Um, I don't know if Shamino, I think he's here today, but for some reason Asmussen goes back to his go-to rider here, which is certainly not a bad move, but that horse was on the rail last time out at Churchill and didn't run badly, uh, finished third, got beat by nine and three quarters by Loggins, who came back here and ran huge in the Breeders' Cup Futurity. So that, that was that's obviously a key race. Um, Wayhill Road for Suge McGahee, the morning line favorite at five to two. Uh, Suge, not known for getting up ready early, but this one looks like it's ready. Caesar Normandy for uh, Larry Jones off a 64 buyer, uh, first time out at Churchill. I'm going to throw in Barrel House for Ben Colebrook. Colebrook's only had six starters at the meet, but he's got one win, and this horse has a couple of good works and picks up Corrales, and Corrales has had a couple of nice wins with long shots here. So Barrel House at 8-1 to one on the morning line, probably going to be a little higher. We'll go five deep in here, but victory formation for Mr. Brad Cox and Luis Saez is my pick. Yeah, we ended up on the same horse for the same reasons here. I like victory formation as well. I can't really add um, anything to, to what you said as far as the reasons. Uh, I've got Communication Memo second, and I've got Release McCracken, uh, the 11 horse, third, just based on the fact that they were third and fourth, respectively, in the Loggins race. And I think there have been, I know there's been one winner come out of that Loggins race already, uh, and then I think maybe two have come out already. So I think that looks like a, a very live race for two year olds. Uh, Wayhill Road, if, uh, if you want to go deeper in the pick four, just uh, again, the things you talked about are exactly what. I thought of when I wrote this one down. The other one I had on my list was Santorini. Uh, uh, Rudy Brisset can certainly uh, win first time out, and so some strong connections there. Uh, but I really think it's probably victory formation or one of the two horses coming out of the Loggins race that will win this. The eighth race is a third-level allowance on the turf at about a mile and a 16th for Phillies and Mayors, three and up. I took Sunny one on top, the eight-horse. 92 buyer last time in a grade three stake at Kentucky Downs. That was uh, this horse's best buyer, and she's one for one over the Keeneland course. So um, it seems to be maybe uh, trending upward at the, at this time and uh, coming back to a track we know that she likes. So I took Sunny one on top. I took uh, Scottish Star, Pletcher, off a non-winners of two other than victory. I took that one next. Princess Fal- uh, Falzia for uh, Mike Maker, first time starting out of the Maker Barn. And then the five, uh, Bella Gamba, was 
fourth in a grade two at Woodbine, just missed here in uh, April. So uh, some good reasons to like the five as well. I think this is a little more wide open. Uh, so I took Sunny One on top. How about you? I did not use Sunny One, but I don't disagree with your thinking. I, I just think that, that – um, she moved up a lot at Kentucky Downs and may not repeat that effort here. Uh, that was a big effort behind Delica. Um, I only used two horses here. I used uh, two of them that you mentioned. Scottish Star is my top pick for Todd Pletcher. Off the 91 buyer at Saratoga, first time in the Pletcher barn. And um, Luis Ayas takes this mount. Bella Gamba for Correas and Ben Chamino, my favorite new French jockey, takes this mount. This horse is raced against uh, much better competition at Woodbine and Fairgrounds. And like you say, only lost by uh, half length here back in October of 21. So I'm going to take a stand with these two horses. Uh, I went fairly deep in the first, and I'm going to go deep in the last. So I've got to narrow it down. I can t- be talked into sunning one on a bigger ticket, but uh, I'm going to stick with Scottish Star and Bella Gamba. Race nine, allowance optional claiming event. Phillies age three and restricted to just three-year-olds and a mile and a 16th on the main track. Where did you land here? I almost singled Kenny McPeak's. Uh, Philly cocktail moments. Uh, she has raced uh, against, again, much better competition than she's going to face here. Drops down to optional claimer. Uh, they tried her in the Kentucky Oaks after she ran second to Nest back in the, at the Ashland back in the spring. Uh, didn't really threaten the, in the Oaks, and then they brought her back to uh, allowance level. She won allowance race at Saratoga in the slop and came back last time out in, in a list of stakes at Churchill and got beat by Falconet and Scratch Cat, which are in this race. I just think she has more upside, and I think Kenny uh, gets him ready for Keeneland. I just think this horse, third off the layoff, is going to fire today. Uh, I'm also going to use Falconet just in case I'm wrong. Um, off that last race, who just got nipped at the wire uh, by 63 caliber. So I'm only going to take two in here. Scratch Cat would be my third pick. Uh, if I went deeper, only got beat by Falconet by a head. Uh, I'm sorry, by length and a quarter last time out that is third. Uh, but didn't really threaten the winners, had a wide trip. Um, has to improve off that, and I'm not sure that that she will improve as much as Cocktail Moments, uh, the upside she has with the race over the track as well. So um, Cocktail Moments is my pick in here. Also use Falconet as a backup. Yeah, I was between Scratch Cat and Cocktail Moments. I ended up going to Scratch Cat. Uh, she was fourth in the Alabama. Uh, really good company there. Her last three, I think she's just taken her game to a new level, it seems like. And I liked the uh, workout on the 13th. I uh, thought that was very uh, an impressive move for her. Cocktail Moments, the 89 buyer figure back on Labor Day weekend up at Saratoga. Maybe, you know, it was about three weeks uh, break. Maybe she came back a little too quickly, and, and that was the regression uh, not a major step back, but just uh, regressed a little. So now a um, little more time has passed, and uh, maybe I think she gets back to her best, and I think she's run well here. So uh, I'm, I take those two, and then I'm going to use Falconet also. But I'm kind of downplaying Falconet's chances a bit off the angle that the horses, for whatever reason, at a Pletcher string that have been training at Churchill have underperformed. His winners are ones that are shipping in from the New York string that have been training in New York. The ones training at Churchill haven't run as well, so I'm going to fade Falconet a little bit, but got to have uh, her on my ticket. Um, Tenth race is Maiden, Phillies and Mayors three and up at about a mile and an eighth on the turf. And I took a first-time starter in here, Tiana. 
It's uh, Jonathan Thomas, and he has really good numbers with horses making their <coughs> debut on turf, with horses just debuting in general. And uh, also, uh, he gets a good young rider here. Uh, I think gets a little overlooked sometimes. Rides this turf course well. And it's Augustine stable. You know, those uh, connections have had success here at Keeneland for years. Just kind of feeling this horse might be well meant in this spot. No one particularly high on anybody else. Messioria, the five horse. It's uh, Graham Motion, Johnny Velasquez. And uh, that has been a potent combo at the meet. Uh, Quantity Star has been a consistent performer for Paulo Lobo. So I'll put that one on the ticket. And then I'm also going to use Classic Coin, the one. Uh, the horse is 0 for 7, but has improving turf buyer figures. So maybe the surface switch has been helpful, and uh, maybe this will be the breakthrough for Classic Coins. So I'm going to go four deep on my pick four, but taking a bit of a price on top with Tiana, a first-timer at I think, 10 to 1 on the morning line. How do you see race 10? I had a big star by Tiana, knowing that you would not pick her. And I would I would sneak that one in the last <laughs> leg, but you did, and so you stole my thunder. I'm like you. I like Jonathan Thomas as a he's a 23 percent trainer, uh, excellent trainer, and and puts his horses in the right spot. And Chamino takes them out. So I think 10 to one is a beautiful price on Jonathan Thomas's filly here. I want to say something about the mile and an eighth. Uh, you mentioned it's about a mile and an eighth. The reason we're marking those distances, if you'll notice, the last couple of days on the turf course is that the rail's out at 30 feet, and it actually changes the amount of distance that they cover. It changes the turns. So it's not exactly a mile and an eighth, and then when we put that in there just so people won't compare times to an old mile and an eighth with the rail at zero feet. So we're, we've got those rails out. We started moving them out to 20 feet. Now we're going to 30 feet to protect the inside of the, of the turf course for Breeders' Cup. So that's a little nugget that... Some of our readers and some of our listeners might understand. I'm going to go six deep in this race. I'm going to use the four that you used for pretty much the same reasons. I'm also going to use Hedy Lamar for Eddie Keneally, uh, mostly because of Luis Saez being on this filly. Uh, she's tried a lot of things. She tried at Churchill at a mile 16th, and she's stretching out now uh, for the first time. Might help her a little bit. She couldn't close the Kentucky Downs. Um, but they may have been better horses than this. So uh, I just think she's going to move up with Luis Ayas taking them out. And the other one that you did not mention, I believe, was Arrow Blue for Bill Mott. Um, and I just think that Lightly Raced, only a third lifetime start, has uh, a license to move up here. And Mott and Jimmy Graham won one yesterday on a 20-1 shot. So this one's got a big chance in here, I think, too. So I'm going to go six deep in here when we get to pick four. Good info there on the the turf course, by the way, and uh, obviously that means uh, you know it's going to be some land that has been unused for a while when Breeders' Cup uh, hits those uh, turf lanes and everything is opened up down on the rail. So um, that could uh, help you out a little bit on your uh, handicapping after the post draw, which will take place next Monday. By the way, I'll, I'll mention that it is open to the public. It's going to be at Rupp Arena. And uh, you can come down and watch the post positions drawn for all the Breeders' Cup races at Keeneland. That's coming up, uh, well, I guess a week from Monday. Not this week coming Monday, Monday right. It's a, a week from this coming Monday, uh, which would be uh, Halloween on the 31st, I believe. Right. Uh, Jim, give me your pick four ticket. Okay, pick four is uh, heavy early and late. So one, three, five, seven, nine, with five, six, with three, nine, with one, two, four, five, seven, ten, and that is a $60 ticket. I ended up uh, with a $72 ticket. 
couldn't really narrow down anywhere. So I ended up with one three eleven, with five six eight ten, with three four nine, with one five seven ten, and that is a seventy-two dollar ticket. And if you um, want to take a stand on the watch the money on the Brad Cox horse, the three victory formation on the first leg. If uh, a lot of money shows up, you could actually maybe do a second smaller ticket and single that horse and go a little deeper in some of the uh, the other legs. Uh, uh, we've, Jim, Jim and I both like first-time starters on uh, book e bookending the pick four, but the first leg at least will be able to, to get a good read on how the wagering is going. Best of luck with your plays on the Friday card. Remember the Keeneland Turf pick three returns on the Friday card starts on race five. We'll be back for the Saturday edition of the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com.